Alright, alright, alright. Welcome to the 8th Note Sessions. I'm Devin Mullen. And I'm Mike Shamil. And today we are joined by part of the group, Model. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. So, uh, you describe your music as gunk, and I feel like that's the, the simplest, most direct place to start from. Because um, I, I was scratching my head on that. What is gunk? Uh, well, okay, so <clears throat> basically it's just like, we just started with like the bass where that was like punk. And then we were like, you know what, we'll just have any like music genre that begins with G, just like shove it in there. And that's what it is. We just were like, whatever. We thought we were doing something. <laughs> for for the folks at home who are maybe scratching their head, uh, coming up with G genres. Uh, I mean, you got grunge all, all, all is the most obvious. Well, grunge is the most obvious, sure. Yeah. Um, the the sound is very good. Jazz very is the punky. second most obvious. It, good jazz. Good <laughs> sure. folk. You know, it's very it's very very heavy. Uh, a lot of anger, a lot of driving force with it, incorporating punk, a fusion of sort of older metal, I hear. I hear like Black Sabbath in it, I hear some sludge, <laughs> I hear some noise, but a lot of attitude, uh, essentially. Um, and it, it, it's a fitting uh, genre for a band called Model. Um, you guys were on tour in September. Yes touring during a pandemic what was that like um well i don't know it it wasn't it wasn't really that different because for some reason over the summer everyone seemed to just like forget that existed <laughs> um but like obviously like, everyone was wearing like masks and that yeah all the shows, basically which... the only thing that was different than i would ever expect from like normal touring it was like you just wore masks, you know? Yeah. Which, which um, like, was, I, I was happy about. Yeah. Like, Don't yeah. want to bring anything home. Yeah. But, um, yeah, because we were all kind of in, like, the same circle. It was just kind of, like, chill. And I don't really think that any hardships came in the way, like, um, yeah. from the pandemic, other than waiting to tour. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty, the only thing that was, like, a hardship. <laughs> well, beautiful. Um, for, for any musicians who are at home... Um, maybe in a similar stage of their career to, to you guys is kind of starting out, but who haven't gotten on tour yet. Uh, were there any lessons that you picked up along the way? Any lessons? Um, uh, I just like really look into where you're playing because <laughs> some people could kind of screw you over a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I'd say definitely look at the bands, look at where it is, like try and find out at least a little about where you're playing. Yeah, especially if you're traveling to play there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, Were you mostly booking through other bands or directly with venues? Um, They were all like, they were all DIYs. But yeah, so it, was, it was all. It was just the bands helping us out. Okay. Yeah, like, um. It was uh, the, the vocalist of Torture Agenda and, like, mostly you, right, doing the, the picking where the, to go. Actually, like, didn't one place, like, flood or something, and oh, we shit. had to, like, change the <laughs> venue? Yeah. We, yeah. 
So we had well, to do hopefully that. before you got there, <laughs> not like mid-flat yeah. or something. Yeah. Well, the stage is now a raft. Um, we've unplugged the guitars, so we're just gonna scream and power away. <laughs> the venue yep. is now waterfront property, so ticket prices <laughs> have gone up accordingly. And we had a heater that just kicked on. It's really loud, so if you hear that, let us know. We can move. So it's far, the uh, computer's sounds. filtering out pretty well. Cool. Okay. Very good. So D DIY spaces, house shows. Um, there is a whole community, even in Buffalo, of uh, of house shows like like Soup, the recently opened Juice Box. Are there any other spots uh, that that don't have the the officiated title of being a venue, but are are still a venue that you guys like playing at? Um. Well, in Buffalo, there's really only the soup and, I mean, I guess, I guess like Area 54, kind of. Yeah, isn't that like a restaurant? It's like a restaurant with a Yeah, but they like, they, they do shows on like the other side. Yeah. Which, which I guess would be a DIY spot because it's not actually like the venue. the Chaos Compound in Rochester, but that's in Rochester. But in Buffalo, there's really not a lot of DIY spaces, which I think kind of is, um, yeah, most <laughs> most of the ones that were here, like got messed up from yeah. COVID. Yeah. yeah, that place was really cool. Um, yeah, there was, yeah, there was a place the, around the corner from me on Elmwood that I got invited to go check out, and I was like, "Oh, I'm a little bit busy this week," and literally a week later, the pandemic began, and that venue <sighs> just disappeared off the map, and I was like. Uh, do you know what it was? Mr. Chance. Yeah, I know the address, but I, it didn't have like a name yet. And and I don't know oh, if the wow. people living there like now want the address there. out there. It was fresh. They maybe had like a couple months of shows there. And like now it's it, it like its growth just got stunted. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Hearing gross. about places closed was definitely like really upsetting. Yeah, I agree. I suppose that dovetails into the the next question. So we not so long ago were in lockdown, and we had gone into lockdown fairly shortly after you you established model. Um, did, did that give you whiplash at all? Like, how how did you cope with being able to play out and then not being able to? <laughs> I well, was I could I was. Trying yeah, this laptop is very quiet. Yeah, my laptop's like super quiet. Do you think you can repeat that? I'm sorry. Sure. Um, so you had established model in 2019. Yes. Yeah, like it became like a. We're actually yeah. doing shows and people yeah. Are listening. <laughs> yeah. And and then immediately, or more or less immediately, we're in lockdown mode. How how did you deal with the the whiplash of that and and not only keep the the project going but keep it growing and and put out a release and you know keep spirits up? Yeah. Um, it was definitely really upsetting because we had like so many shows lined up like which was like really exciting for us. Cause we were, we were gonna like, open up for like I forget but yeah it was we were yeah. very excited for the shows um, we had. But. Yeah, it was really upsetting because like we were super excited and then like. They slowly just started all getting canceled, and like that was a bummer. And then like we couldn't see each other for like two months, yeah, like two months yeah. or so. And that but sucks. yeah, but after that, we started like practicing a lot more. And then like 
There were like little shows, but really nothing like that big. And then like I don't know, I'd say like twenty twenty one, they like actually kinda of started coming back a little more when yeah. it got warm out. And uh Yeah. And then over over this summer there was a good amount of shows and mm-hmm. now now it's 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 happened a little more, which is nice. Yeah, we just had the there was a lull in shows in about maybe January. Yeah. Yeah, of this year where it just, I mean, because no one, there was the Omnicron, so that no one was doing shows. So that also right. was like, kind of felt like a repeat of it. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Just feel like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Or you just feel like, um, oh, man, you just, you don't play for a month and you're like, everyone forgot. You know, <laughs> it's just stupid, but. It's not wow. stupid because I I've gotten that feeling too, and yeah. I'm not playing for a couple of months, and I'm not doing a whole lot in public. I feel like the wave of entertainment because we get so much shit thrown at us all the time that I feel like like sometimes if I don't play enough, that I just get kind of like swept away, and people's attentions are gone, and I have to start yeah. over. So that's that's yeah. a good feeling. I mean that 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 yeah. that is something that you know as a musician we kind of have to like you know, sort of compete against is the other things that are trying to uh, get people's attention. Yeah. So, it, despite any discouragement that necessarily would follow all all this stuff, you, you guys have kept it going really strong. Um, what What's coming down the pipe in terms of releases, shows? We have just recorded... Um uh, for the second time, actually, because we didn't really like the well, you know. So basically, we recorded um, a second album, which we're very excited about. It's like what ten or eleven songs. Ooh. Yeah, ten or eleven, and it's um, it doesn't have a name yet, but um, we're very excited for that because it's, it's definitely like more in a in a direction we want to like take our music in the future. And I think even like then, like ever since recording, it, I feel like we've even like. I want to use the word evolved because it's a stupid word, but like we've changed our sound into more things that we want to do or like try out. And that's kind of like, that's very exciting. And um, so, yeah, basically, um, yeah, so we just have a new album coming out soon, uh, hopefully. In in our pre interview conversation, you had talked about the transition from crackhead behavior to protect and serve, which was a. uh, a single and it opens up with the lines no justice no peace and seems to be taking on a much more socially conscious perspective than than maybe the previous release yeah when you're talking about changing the sound and sort of changing the direction of your project is it getting into that space of punk as social commentary or are are you looking to thread that needle where there's a little bit of intellectual substance but the energy is still the main thing yeah, I would um, say yeah. we, I mean, I think Protect and Serve is our, like, on this album we just recorded, it's maybe our, no, I think we have three songs that actually are, um, uh, they have a, a more po- serious political uh, drive behind them. Yeah, I, yeah, um, I'd say, like, this, this album, we're definitely, like, in some of our songs, like, we're actually, like, you know, talking about, like, a lot of social issues yeah. and stuff in the world. Um, we have one song called Waste, which our guitarists wrote the words or the whole thing. Well, he wrote it all. Yeah, wrote it all. 
and it's um it's just it's like about like consumerism and and um how companies will just throw out perfectly good things because they can't you know so um that's one song that i'm quite a fan of um lyrically and yeah um beautiful <laughs> i know yeah so Megan, in our pre-interview conversation you had talked about uh punk music being a natural outlet for feelings of anger yeah um and it's it's such an interesting contrast joining you in conversation because you're you you don't come across as it's like furious rage addled person <laughs> Um, but you get up on stage and you know you're you're a banshee. You're you're wild. It's 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 a thank you. What are the things that cause you anger growing up in this day? Um, Devin, I don't think we have that long of an interview. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> things I was like, oh god, um, things that don't go off. I don't I don't know. Okay, this is kind of. A crazy question we ask on the spot, but things that make me angry is, I mean, just the things that I feel like should make everyone angry. Um, I just, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, um, where to start? A lot of right. people with awful opinions. Yes. Um, people who put people well, down because they don't fit in or something like that, or Fucking racist people and transphobic people, sexist. Yes, sexism is, I mean, it's not a hot take at all, but yeah, sexism is definitely something that, um, you know, I'll experience it in like very like sparingly small ways, like um, in like the scene and stuff. Um, Usually, which is like strangers that come in and stuff, but. um, It's just just, like random, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I think that definitely like. But when I'm on, like, stage, I definitely just, um, I don't really think of, like, like um, instances per se. It's more so just, like, the feeling you feel during those instances where you're just, like, um, and it just, you just, and it comes out and it's, you, you yeah, form, I don't know. You give form to something formless, right? Yeah. 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 I, I think anybody can relate. Anybody can relate to that. Nobody likes yeah. assholes, and yeah. there are there are assholes uh, abounding uh, throughout <laughs> this life. So I, I think I think you got your finger right on the pulse for that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, what are some of the then the challenges of being a musician in in Buffalo? Not necessarily particular to the punk scene, because I think when you boil it down, all scenes share some commonalities, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, getting shows and stuff like that, it, it, it's not really hard. I think when we first started, it was really hard to, like, know who find, to talk to. Yeah. And, yeah. and now, like, we definitely have met a lot more people. Like, we can, like, set shows up, like, you know, very, very yeah. <laughs> But I say like the biggest issue is just like, just sometimes there's just someone who will show up and just be a creep or something like out of nowhere, and it just like ruins everyone's time, and it's like so upsetting. And 
you know, when that usually happens, we make sure they never show their face uh, <laughs> wherever we're playing again. And like, I'd say like stuff like that is definitely like an actual issue sometimes. I don't, I, I don't yeah, say I don't, like too often, but like, I don't have any like um, really any like complaints about like this scene other than you know what I was thinking something and I totally lost it I'm not even kidding you I was yeah, like, thinking something and lost it I don't think there's anyone particularly in like the it's punch scene smaller like it's just like some random person we've never <laughs> seen before will show up and just like fuck it up and yeah who invited this guy yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly this is a private exactly. basement show who gave it's this guy an address like, it's like the bassist's brother's cousin's sister twice yeah. removed that just showed up and you're like that that person's oh, dog like, just showed up yeah, yeah. and they yeah. pissed everywhere in the show yeah. <laughs> um Something we, we had talked a little bit about in the pre-interview conversation was uh, issues of accountability, which, yeah, yeah, we there, there still isn't enough accountability, uh, and it doesn't depend, it doesn't matter what the the circumstance or situation being described is. There's probably not accountability for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's interesting though. They you said you make people not show their face again so maybe that's uh, the, uh yeah yeah usually like at our shows like we always make sure to let everyone know if anyone's like making you uncomfortable to like you know let us know and or that it's really friends. sad the amount of times people actually come up to you yeah it, that's that kind of shock that makes me very upset is the amount of times that people will come up to you and actually be like yeah yo like this is not like this person so and so like and I, that's that's upsetting because there we do have like a, a younger crowd who listens to our stuff. So, I mean, we want to make sure anyone was like comfortable and safe, but especially if they're like minors, it's like you you feel this responsibility towards them because you're like you're coming to, to see like us and these other bands perform. So we want to make sure that like a you're comfortable, b like you can say something if you're not like. So yeah. It's important though that you encourage that sort of environment where people can feel comfortable enough to to you know approach you guys and let you know that something's wrong. Yes. You know, because yes, that is we... important when when yeah, I think accountability kind of starts at that point where um, you know different members of the community start kind of getting together and having those conversations and saying, "Hey, like this person's been a problem to me. Help." <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely encourage any scene to make it a safe space like as much as possible it's funny because you think that'd be like baseline yeah but it's not it's really because some people are like have like the idea that like oh punk's supposed to make you uncomfortable you're supposed to be uncomfortable when you go to shows and that's like not true yeah it's not true at all be able to have the fun time my goodness yeah about that Punk shows have been like the most responsible like gigs I've ever been to, even even during the point when we could start having shows again, but we all still had to stay masked. If I went to a punk show, you know whether it was in Buffalo or Rochester, everyone was wearing masks. When people get knocked around, like if they get knocked on their ass in the mosh pit, folks stand up and pick them up. Someone loses their glasses, they stop. They you know you see lights come on and they get the glasses yeah. and then they go back to throwing each other around. I love Lost that about bones. the punk shows. But yeah. if I go to like a you know a regular rock show or like a mixed genre show 
And, you know, like there tends to be a little bit older of a crowd during that time period. I was observing a lot of people that were, you know, defying the mass rules and acting like, you know, you're, you're stepping on my freedom and like crap like that. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, the punks got it figured out. They, their shows are, are the, like the most responsible. And, and you're right. Like it gets the rap of like being the most like irresponsible music. They're like, look at those kids, you know, they're causing so much racket. I'm like, yeah, but they're using their brains and they're actually like, they give a shit about each other. You guys are screwing each other and everyone in the room and don't care, but you think you do. <laughs> it's, it's really interesting. I mean, not, not to get like too pseudo intellectual for it, for a sec, but I think a lot of it has to do with punks like close association to the anarchy. Not not in the, not as a political system, but just as a or, or lack of system. I don't know. More just this idea that no one is necessarily above anyone else, and if yeah. someone places themselves above someone else, they will be dragged down. Yes. You know, yeah. Yes. Definitely, <laughs> definitely people being like pretentious in this shit is totally, made fun of it's just, it's cringe it's, like, <laughs> it's like stop you know better than anybody else someone here. will literally just like shut up yeah like literally shut up like, just, like, <laughs> i've like seen it where people just get called out because you're just like thank you because they were so annoying and like i wasn't gonna say anything i'm so glad you did <laughs> so Thank you both for uh, joining us in conversation tonight. I just have one uh, one last question, and it should be an, a nice, simple one, um, and hopefully a, a nice way of ending the interview. What do you What do you both like about Muddle, and then the music you make? Um, I I think I like about it is it's um. Oh, we get to really do whatever we want. There's no one like yeah. telling us to sound a certain way or nothing. I mean, I don't think that's really it with many bands, but it's like we can just switch whatever we want to do on a dime. Yeah, and we may have people who like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then like with the community, it's like we're all like friends, and like all of us have each other's back, and you know, you if, could if, go like if if anyone's messing with anybody want to like we, we just have each other's backs all the time and you can go like a long time without seeing like people that you've met through like people we've met through model basically and it'll be like I haven't seen them at a show for like three months and you just see them it's like the same as ever you're like hey what's up like that's that's really cool um but yeah I just I I personally just love um uh, screaming on a stage and being shocked that people are like <laughs> <laughs> like honestly well folks with that keep the punk attitude in mind keep your friends close support each other and scream when, when you need <laughs> to other people may like it alright and with that I'm Devin Mullen I'm Mike Shamil and this has been the 8th Note Sessions thanks for watching this clip is from Protect and Serve by Muddle.
The Eighth Note Sessions are produced by Music is Art. Our co-hosts are Devin Mullen and Michael Shamil. Editing by Michael Shamil. The executive director is Tracy Fletcher. Our program director is Sarah Elizabeth Shaw. You can help programs like this keep going by donating today at musicisart.org. Thanks for listening.